I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I may or may not be having wild overreactions to the first night of the NBA in placing some futures before we wrap Mm. up today in Lightning Bets here on BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM. I'm Chris Mack. He's Jim Rodriguez. J-Rod with me again here on this Friday. Hopefully you're getting your weekend started a little bit early with us. We appreciate you doing so live coast to coast on the BetQL Network, wherever you may be in the world on your Odyssey app. And of course, YouTube, Odyssey Sports and twitch.tv slash betql. Two-minute drill in 20 minutes. Uh, We'll throw a whole bunch of stuff at you. Some things maybe that we didn't get to yet. NBA action, college hoops. You heard the name Pete Alonzo, as well as the name Acuna brought up earlier. Both of those sprinkled Mm. into the two-minute drill in just a little bit as well. But a huge weekend for college basketball. We talked an hour ago. Again, you can download it as a podcast uh, wherever you get your podcast, BetQL Daily, if you missed it. Bounce backs and building blocks for teams who had big results early in the week, maybe negative, maybe positive, who now look to either bounce back tomorrow or Sunday or stack some wins on top of each other. Joining us to talk about college hoops and all of those bounce backs and building blocks, columnist for the Daily Memphian and co-host of Jason and John on 92.9 ESPN, also the co-host of BetQLU. There's nothing he's not doing these days, a newly minted father of two. Congrats, buddy. Nice. John Martin joins us here on BetQL Daily. How you doing, bud? Chris, man, it's so good to hear your voice. What's up, pal? How you been? Uh, other than other than Penny Hardaway absolutely ripping your favorite team to shreds the other night, how is everything in Memphis? Yeah, man, it's uh, it's been a whirlwind for sure. I mean, once upon a time, looked like this team in Memphis was going to crash the party once again, like the good old days, top ten in the country. Um, and then, you know, all hell broke loose. Uh, so, you know, we have to, we have to sort of find other teams to adopt. I'm still in the process. I was an Arizona wildcat. Uh, I think I still might be an Arizona wildcat, but last night definitely shook my faith a little bit. Um, but yeah, it's been a, it's been a whirlwind season. No doubt about it. Yeah, it's been been tough, uh, John, on both the pro side and the college side in Memphis, man. A, a big, hey, man, what's going on out there? So I, I guess the, the, the first question I want to ask, and just like Chris had mentioned about the bounce back situations, you know, the Houston Cougars, right, number two in the land, almost feels like there's constantly still doubting them despite all their good work. Take on a Baylor team that is – you know, still hang, you know, 11th in the nation. Uh, that game's so important for Baylor and for Houston just to continue to put in the good work, right? Yeah, I mean, you see sort of spots like this in college basketball where, you know, Houston obviously coming off of a massive home win against a really tough Iowa State team. Um, now they're going on the road, you know, at a, at a Baylor team, as you mentioned, that 
you know, number 11 ranked in the country, but their resume definitely needs some polishing. And um, I could definitely see this as a game where just the the, the home environment, the desperation, um, and I'll be interested to see sort of, because, you know, sometimes the Ken Palm projections don't, don't end up matching. I mean, there's been some distance at times this year between what the Ken Palm projections are and what the spread ultimately is. So I would not be, so I think the projections have it Houston minus three. I would not be shocked at all if this opened much closer to a pick em just because of the situation, just because of the spot. I think with Houston, you know, and I love them. Obviously they used to be in the AAC and every time they came to town, I tried to, to go because I'm, I'm just such a fan of what Kelvin Sampson does and, and the way he runs his program and how tough that damn team is. But there is something to be said for, and I don't know if it's just how their their style and their physicality, they just tend to get to march and run out of gas, it feels like. I mean, that Final Four run, I believe they played four or maybe even five uh, straight double-digit seeds. I think it was four, though. I think it was four double-digit seeds to get to the Final Four. And outside of that, it's been, you know, relative to where Houston's been every year, a little underwhelming. So I think that's why you see a little doubt about Houston is just like every single year they don't have enough shooting. They kind of run out of gas. Like you, you know, you kind of see the offense sputter out and it's, I don't, I don't know that this team is that different. You know, they're going to rely on the same things they always rely on. Um, and we'll see if, you know, they have enough juice to, to make a deep run here. Follow him on social media at John Martin 929 from 929 ESPN in Memphis columnist for the Daily Memphian, also co-host of BetQL. You, John Martin, with us here on BetQL Daily. Speaking of bounce backs and building blocks, Bama just barely escapes with one against Florida Wednesday night, the same night that Kentucky loses again. Granted, it's on the road, but it's on the road at LSU, and they've already got four home losses, John. There are not any contenders out there, legitimate contenders, with four home losses this year, much less a fifth. I it feels like it's a fate accompli that Kentucky's going to lose at home to Bama, at least in my opinion, on Saturday afternoon. It's only a two-point spread, according to the early Ken Palm projection. I love Bama to hit triple digits in this one, given Kentucky's complete and total lack of defense. Yeah, look, I mean, it's going to be an, uh, an, uh, an obscene total. <laughs> I mean, it, it's going to be as close to an NBA total in the college game that we probably have ever seen. Uh, so that's the first thing. Secondly, look, this Kentucky team, and I and I saw, I don't remember exactly who it was, but I saw maybe it was an odds maker or somebody like that. They said that Kentucky's going to determine how good your bracket is by the end, because if you can get them right, like whether they lose the first round or mm. go to the Elite Eight, like you're going to win your pool. It's just it's it's that simple. Mm. And I and I do I think that team is, it's a bipolar team. Um, and I think part of that is, you know, it is youth. They're a young team, you know, with Shepard and Dillingham and DJ Wagner. Um, their interior play, just unfortunately not what they expected it to be. You know, they, they brought in Big Z, finally get him eligible, and he's just not able to make an impact there. Just not able to, you know, whether it's the physical part of it or uh, just getting kind of thrown in. Like I, you saw him against Georgia in that first game. You're like, damn, you know, is this like, is this Dirk Nowitzki that they just added? And then it's like, man, that was just sort of a – Georgia didn't have the sc- scouting report, and he kind of got off some shots, and that's all that was. Um, I, I do think it's a 
bad spot for Alabama because of the overtime win. Like, that was a great win, but it did go to overtime, and now you're going off a ranked game to a road a ranked game. And I don't know. It just depends what the number is. Um, I, I, I wouldn't want to lay much with Bama. Uh, I might even want to look in-game there. Um, I do like the guards that Kentucky has, though. I mean, that's that's what kind of keeps me coming back. It's like Dillingham and Shepard can can have – and even Reeves, throw him in there – they can all three combine and, and have, you know, 70, 80-point games together. So, you know, that's that's why I can't totally quit that Kentucky team, Chris, although I really just can't stand how thin they are in the front court. But, yeah, uh, it's it's a team that if you can get a beat on, you're going to win all the money in your bracket pool. Oh, that's a great call. Uh, so, John, listen, I, I live in ACC country. I live down in Miami, so we, we look a lot at the, at the Atlantic Coast Conference. Got Carolina up in Charlottesville against Virginia. I am the fool that has an 11-1. to Virginia wins the ACC regular season ticket. They were fooling me for a minute. I was believing the Tony Bennett stuff. Then they lay an egg against Vatek. Uh, now Carolina goes to Charlottesville. Uh I think I'm done on Virginia, but where are you on North Carolina? Yeah, you got that old, uh, you got that dead cat bounce for a minute, huh? There was a, there was a little hope there. <laughs> Gave you a little pump fake. <laughs> I did. I was just up in the a, air, foul, three shots. <laughs> yep, just just for a just for a brief week or two, they they gave that eleven to one a little hope. Yeah, that that I was on Virginia Tech in that game, and uh, I mean, I, I I hoped I hoped to win. I didn't think it would be that decisive. Uh, hideous. Uh, that was an affront to the game of basketball, what Virginia did offensively. And we know they are capable of putting up some absolute clunkers. That was gross. Um, look, Carolina, to me, I, I want to believe in them, but I don't. Um, and the reason I don't is because they're just they're, – they're really – they boiled out of two guys. Uh, and, and there's not a whole lot that I can count on after that. I mean, I, I know Harrison Ingram had that huge game against Duke at home, and he was really the reason why they were able to pull away. But I'm counting on, you know, uh, Elliot Cadeau. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm counting on my, uh, you know, my, my, my three-point marksman out there. You know, like I just don't have um, – I don't have a whole lot night to night that I, I know I can depend on. And then am I going to be able to get the stops that March requires with Carolina. You know, it's just a lot of pressure on Baycott there on the interior. Um, and R.J. Davis, obviously, is, is, is capable of making some big-time shots, some magical shots. But just in terms of looking forward and, and, and projecting this thing out, like, I just feel like their lack of reliable depth. And just like, I mean, it, it, can Harrison Ingram be that third guy every single night? I mean, if you tell me that he can. Uh, they they have a chance, but I don't know that you can do that. Um, and so that's why when it comes to Carolina, I think the market has been sort of right on them the whole time. The market, even as they were in the top three, top four, you know, their futures were in the sort of, you know, 18 to one range, you know, 20 to one range. And I think that was, that was appropriate. The market never really bought into this team. And I think those are, those are definitely reasons why. John Martin from Memphis with us, columnist for the Daily Memphian. Catch him on 92.9 ESPN in Memphis and, of course, on BetQLU every week here as well on the BetQL Network. John, let's keep it in the ACC. I haven't seen Duke have that major stumble yet this year, and I wonder if Wake Forest is the spot. 
uh, two o'clock Saturday afternoon. They're on the road. And here's the thing that stands out to me. You've got a, a team that if they can get to the line, they hit their free throws Uh, over 80% from the line, Wake Forest, but also one of the best three point shooting teams in the country, top 25 in the country shooting threes and Duke's perimeter defense. They give up more three point attempts than anybody, just about anybody in the country. I believe they're bottom half of the country in three-point attempts yielded. So I think this is an opportunity. Wake, hot. They absolutely dismantled Pitt the other night. Duke maybe asleep at the wheel just a little bit, feeling comfortable because they haven't had that big stumble yet. Is this a spot for Wake Forest tomorrow afternoon? And they made, they're coming off an absolute destruction of Miami. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was that was wow. I mean, I don't know if I expected it to look that bad on the road. Um, yeah, I, w- I was on Duke in that in that first game against Wake Forest, and uh, and it was a little controversial because some people had a problem with Mark Mitchell dunking, even though there was like 48 seconds left in the game and it was still a you know a six point game. I don't know why he wouldn't take the three points. Um, so I was happy to be on the right side, but I felt lucky. I felt fortunate to get that home um, for a number of reasons. One, uh, Efton Reed their most talented big man at Wake Forest basically entered the game with three fouls. Like he checked into the game with three fouls at, at, at tip off. He, I think he had four at the 19 minute mark of the second half. And so he was never able to re- play really for any extended stretch. And when he was, you could see like Wake Forest would make runs. They would like actually get a little, uh, you know, a thing or two going with him inside um, and also, they only shot 26% from three in that game. And they got great looks. I mean, I think they started, Chris, like one of 12. But all of those looks, I would say, were looks I would, be, I would live with if I was Steve Forbes. Like, I, I, I love those shots. I love those opportunities. I, I take them a, a million times. And they still, you know, Duke eked it out, right? They, they won by eight. So now you flip this over to Wake Forest. Wake is absolutely desperate. I mean, this is their moment to 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 because they are very much, eh, eh, you know, are they in? Are they out? Are they on the bubble? Are they on the bubble? You know, this would remove the doubt if they are able to win this game at home. Um, and so, yes, I expect Wake to shoot the ball better. I expect Efton Reed to stay on the floor. I do expect Wake Forest to win this one at home. Real quick, before we let you run and go change more diapers or whatever you got to do before you get on the air down there in Memphis, John. Um, what's what's you mentioned Arizona? Give me a national championship ticket that has some value right now. Is it the Wildcats? Is it somebody else? Yeah, I think you know Arizona is probably going to have a little bit more value today than it did yesterday, Chris. Uh, unfortunately, mm-hmm. but I I do I'm going to give you Arizona, and then I'm going to give you one more. And I'm going to come. I'm going to just cop out like that. All right, it's not how I'm built. But I do, I'm going to tell you why I like Arizona. I like Arizona because they have a lot of the ingredients that you need to make championship runs. They have a point guard in Kylan Boswell, who's a year older. Uh, they have, you know, a, a bruising presence inside in Balo. They have Pella Larson, who kind of does everything for them. They have uh, 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 my man from San Diego State, who's, who's the, whose name I'm blanking on, Johnson. Uh, you know, he, he transferred in and he has been, you know, sort of a glue, glue guy for them, can, can step back and shoot some threes. And then the, 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 the greatest of them all, uh, Caleb Love, all right, the love boat. Now, I know he's getting some flack for his, his antics last night, but he has put up career numbers 
from the field uh, in terms of turnovers, you know, his percentages, everything is up. Everything is great. And so I think when you have those pieces, you can make a run to the championship, notwithstanding last night. That's going to happen in conference play. Washington State might be a good team, right? It's possible. So I like Arizona. They're going to be a fun team to have a ticket on. And then uh, I know it's a number that's not nearly as good as it was a week ago, but I think you have to have some Creighton, you know, 30-1, to 1, I think, uh, at BetMGM. Yeah, and I think the reason why you have to have Creighton, guys, is because they have Ryan Cogbrenner, who is, you know, just an impact guy on both sides of the floor at seven one, you know, and can, can even step out and shoot some threes. He changes games defensively. Like you just cannot go into the paint when he's there. It's impossible. And then if Trey Alexander can have a game run, he's got the ability, you know, uh, that team shoots threes uh, like it's going out of style. Like it's, you know, like we're running out of water here. And if they go in, like, it's just that simple. They're going to, they're going to put them up. Um, and so you're going to live and die by that. They are feast or famine. But I like having tickets uh, on teams like that, you know, that could go out in the first yeah. round, could go all the way. So, yeah, I think Arizona and Creighton are two teams that uh, would be fun tickets to have for sure. I love it. Great stuff, John. We appreciate you joining us, man. Enjoy the rest of the day. Have a great weekend. Keep an eye out for everything that's keeping you busy, dude. John Martin from Memphis. Good stuff with even some, uh, some long shot national championship tickets there. J-Rod on your Blue Jays. Coming up next, our two-minute drill before we wrap it up with our lightning bets here in the final hour of BetQL Daily. Two-minute drill in just a second. We got NBA stuff to talk about, college hoops, maybe even some MLB futures as well before we wrap up today with lightning bets. If you missed anything, including the great conversation we just had with my buddy John Martin from Memphis, the co-host of BetQL, you can always rewind inside your Odyssey app or go back and download it as a podcast later wherever you get your podcasts. Search BetQL daily. Of course, we had our NL East preview earlier, college basketball bounce backs and building blocks, early MLB win total moves, a lot going on as we get you into the weekend. Aaron and Joe back on Monday. I'm Chris Mack alongside J-Rod, Jim Rodriguez. We will get you our lightning bets before we wrap up. But what was this? So milkshakes are really big at Kane's baseball games, right? J-Rod right, and right. Down in, they're, down in Coral they're, Gables. Yeah, the University of Miami. The, the When you go to Mark Light Stadium um, at Alex Rodriguez Field, um, at, when you go down there, the thing to do is you get a milkshake. People will stand literally three or four innings long to get a milkshake. It's, it's oh, what wow. you do at Kane's baseball games. And I just got on X here and guy where we follow locally here said that they were introducing a new milkshake at Mark like stadium oh. this year for Kane's game. It's an everything milkshake, which has uh locks like bagel locks with ice cream. And oh. it looks horrendous, but oh. uh, I can't. so we've I mean, got been doing this bagel in- flavor with locks, not flavor. They actually milkshake. have the locks. In there, the locks are in the milkshake. This um, is hideous. They've been doing um, they've been doing milkshakes at, at, at Kane's game since 1986. It's like the thing, but they may have overstepped their their, their is, bounds here. Yeah, they've jumped the shark here. This is a classic example. I always argue against things like this, like uh, you know, like peanut butter flavored whiskey. 
I love peanut butter and I love whiskey. You know what I don't need together? Peanut butter and whiskey. Um, nah, you're bacon. you're wrong on this one. You're wrong on this no, one. Let's go, no, Jay. I'm totally yeah. right. Here we I'm go. Totally you're right wrong. on this one. I'm totally right. No self-respecting. Look, my, my well, there's wife, your issue. Within, my my wife is within earshot, so I can't get too loud about this. But peanut butter whiskey is an abomination. It is ruining good whiskey by. Oh, it tastes like peanut butter. That's delicious. No, I don't need peanut butter to make my whiskey taste good. It's whiskey. It's good already. It's the same thing when people try to do like bacon, fla- candied bacon, chocolate-covered bacon. Come on, man. Bacon is good. Chocolate is good. I don't need to put the two things together. You're taking two good things and two wrongs don't make a right or whatever the hell I'm trying to say here. It's bad. You don't need everything bagel and lox flavored milkshakes. Milkshakes are wonderful at Mark Light Stadium. And everything bagel with lox, delicious. You don't put the two of them together. It's just, it's disgusting. And those of you that like peanut butter flavored whiskey, um, go run off with the every, everything bagel milkshake people and go make children with disgusting taste buds somewhere else, far away from me. <laughs> well, if I'm you have enough peanut whiskey, butter I'm not whiskey, on the maybe you will make kids with, with busted up uh, taste buds. You never know, but, but that's a different show. It, it, uh, and Gurch is in the chat telling me screwball is good too, that peanut butter flavored whiskey. I, I don't, I'm, Look, you guys like it. I'm happy for you. I'm glad you like it. I'm glad you found a whiskey that is palatable to your very sensitive taste buds. I okay, don't, don't talk to me oh like I'm gosh. some bastard that go. doesn't appreciate a good whiskey. All right? Go. Listen to me right now, Chris uh. Mack. I'm a, I'm a whiskey enjoyer, bona fide. However, I am saying that a peanut butter whiskey in the right situation does hit. Clearly, you've never enjoyed uh. a shooter of screwballs right on a ski lift. Skiing, it's the same situation as fireball. No, th- if, if I need whiskey while I'm skiing, Jake, you know what I'll do? I'll take whiskey. I won't put peanut butter in it. It's an abomination. You're an abomination. <gasps> You're going to take Bushmills up there on a ski lift? No, you want a little screwball. And if, you know, you're with the boys a little bit in the morning, you need a good wake up, you pass something around, a little screwball something nice, some slight. Oh, you guys, Listen, are, I'm, bringing, taking... I'm bringing my dog and I'm putting a barrel under his chin and I'm, and I'm pouring out the little, the, some, some bourbon. Y'all, all, Again, all don't talk, talk to me Get like some I'm bourbon. some bastard who doesn't appreciate a good bourbon. I'm just trying That's to exactly how I'll talk case. to you. No. Well, you'd be wrong for that, sir. <laughs> all right. Stop. My point is this. We'll put the we'll put the screwball aside for now. Okay. We can all agree. Let's come together but now. First, instead give it of over dividing, instead of dividing, let's unite. I'm reaching out to each of you all of you watching on Twitch and YouTube, to my friends Jake and Mario in Chicago, my friend Jim down in Miami, Brian. I'm reaching out to everyone across the BetQL landscape. Let's unite, not divide. One thing we can all agree on, this everything bagel-flavored milkshake is a horrid idea, and whoever came up with it, whatever their job is, they should be fired by everyone. There. Yeah, I think it almost feels yes, like it's, it's the end of the night, not okay. the beginning of the night. Just, just saying. Yeah, it's... It's like, man. All right. Time for the two-minute drill. Mario, have you cooked some things up for us, my friend, that don't involve peanut butter-flavored whiskey? Yeah, but uh, it sounds really good right now. Maybe a little that and a milkshake 
All right, it's That's ten. Nice. It's ten thirty a.m. Peanut butter whiskey time, in a in a milkshake while you go to the gym in your three piece suit. You could do that. That's perfect. <laughs> yeah. That should be a new punishment for Mario. Bet for the cycle parlay punch. He has to go. <laughs> has to go to the gym in a three piece suit. We might be onto something oh, here. Pass that along to Brown and Decker. They're gonna with, love it with, with a monocle and some wing and, and some and some wing tips. That'd be perfect. Top hat. Yes. And he has to walk up to people and try and sell them the little plastic Good hotels. Day, and gentlemen. Houses. No, he's, no, he's asking for a spot. Yeah, he's got to ask him for a spot. That's way funnier. <laughs> Doing power clean. Yeah. Get it out of the bar. Oh my God. The vest gets stuck up under your chin. Yeah, I'm here for that. Oh, God, the worst thing about that, too, is I would try to up the weight and just fail miserably and, like, break my back. All right. The two-minute drill on a great Friday, yeah. February 23rd, 2024, baby. Let's go. Let's get into it. Starting the two-minute drill, let's look into a little upsets on the weekend because I feel like we see this all the time in college basketball. So I'm going to present mm-hmm. to you guys uh, two upsets back-to-back. We'll start with this. Wake Forest pulls the upset on Duke this weekend. What do you think here, Chris Mack? Uh, we tried this earlier in the week, guys. It didn't really go out for us. No. But no. part two, what happens? Uh, yeah, I feel like this. Uh, my attacking Duke here on the regular is going to backfire on me again. Maybe. But I look, we just got done talking to my boy John Martin about it. I like Wake Forest to, at the very least, cover against Duke. We'll see what the number is tomorrow when it opens up. But um, I really like Wake Forest to pull the upset on Duke. If this, th- especially if this thing is three or more, give me Wake in the points. Give me the Demon Deeks there, J. Rod. Listen, I- I'm not going to take any more Duke slander. I, I have no ties. Hmm to uh, the university, but after what I saw them do to the Hurricanes, who are an NIT team now, uh, Duke's won five in a row. They're in their moment right now. They're playing well. No way. No upset. Duke keeps on rolling. Hey, I'm Brett Podolsky, co-founder of The Farmer's Dog. We make fresh food for dogs. We started the company when we saw what a huge difference it made in my own dog, Jada, when she stopped eating ultra-processed kibble and started eating fresh, whole food. The Farmer's Dog food isn't fancy. It's just real food delivered to your door in pre-portioned packs. It's better for them and easier for you. Get 50% off your first box at thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. That's thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Honestly, I would take Duke, but I hate Duke. Uh, you know, UNC fan, so I'm just going to 
no comment on it. All right, but say in that conference, and I just mentioned them, so let's go to them, baby. Uh, Virginia upsets North Carolina at home. Fun fact for you guys. Virginia has an eight-game winning streak against UNC uh-huh. in their stadium. So what do you guys think here? Two-minute drill. North Carolina goes down. J-Rod, I think, I think North Carolina goes down on the road in the ACC. Virginia, Mario mentioned the winning streak against UNC in Charlottesville. I think they keep it up. UNC seems prime for the taking right now. For the sake of my quickly eroding 11-1, to 1, Virginia wins the ACC regular season title. <laughs> I would say yes, but I have no faith anymore. And I like Tony Bennett, the singer and the coach. But, uh, I mean, if, if there's any upset that could happen, it would be. I'd love to see what the number is. But after that woeful performance, 41 points against Vatek, I, I don't, I, I don't, I don't see it. But uh, uh, let's manifest it. Let's manifest it. Yes, Virginia yes, will, be, will, will be upset. As, as as I look from afar, uh, if there's an upset, I see a lot of screwball in my future. Um, yeah. So you know, what are you gonna do? But hopefully, RJ Davis can pull through with the boys. All right, next one. We'll go to the association. Let's go up to the pros. We just got drafted. Uh, Timberwolves, minus four at home. It's got to four and a half now versus the Milwaukee Bucks. If you listen to Becky Odell, you know NBA Jake is all over fading the Milwaukee Bucks. So I ask you guys, are we Thanks. fading this in the two-minute drill? Oh, man. I, I honestly am considering taking the other side as much as Doc Rivers is not to be trusted. I feel like if there's one spot where the Bucks may show up, it's in the first game of the final third coming out of the All-Star break. You're giving them four, four and a half. Look, the T-Wolves are really good. We talked earlier uh, this week, late last week, about the T-Wolves, and we think they could be a one seed in the West, maybe even make a run to the conference finals, maybe even beyond. I just feel like this is a spot where they come out with a little bit of a letdown, you know, Finch has talked a lot about them being immature this year. This seems like an immature spot. You come out of the all-star break with a little bit of Cabo brain. You're a little fuzzy. You're a little uh, hungover is not the word, but it is. Um, I think there's one where the young guys take a hit and the Bucks actually look like the Bucks play some defense first game after the break and cover the four uh, at the very least. If not, win outright, J-Rod. Yeah, this, this, this has got a contrarian better written all over, right? Bucks are three and seven under Doc Rivers. Minnesota's fifteen and five in their last twenty games at home. Rudy Gobert has been a double double machine. Seven straight games. Minnesota hammered the Bucks in Milwaukee a few days ago. Beat them by twenty four. Yeah, it seems like it's a buck spot, doesn't it? So, and, and as it keeps rising, I'll take the four and a half. Total could be interesting because, again, we keep being told the problem with the Bucks was their defense. That's what Doc was brought in for, 225 and a half. May take the under on that. But I'm more startled that the game starts at 10 o'clock Eastern. If I see a 10 o'clock Eastern game, I expect to see the Clippers or the Suns or the Kings, not the Bucks and the Timberwolves. Late start for that game. Very late start. Happy you mentioned the defense because I think this is a big night for Anthony Edwards. I think they're going to hunt for matchups of Dame versus Anthony Edwards. I think that's when Dame's going to go, gosh, I wish I wasn't on the basketball floor right now. Uh, Anthony Edwards is going to have a big one. So over 27.5 points. I really like that. What do you think? I think I like that too. Um, But I think I still like, well, 27.5. I can see him getting there. 
and maybe cat doesn't show or it's an ant game um mm. but it's still a bucks cover maybe even an outright win i don't mind your narrative i could get on board with it and still find my way to the bucks plus four and a half anthony edwards tripped up oh well that's on the table anthony edwards tripped up has to be the t wolves covering Fair. Plus one fifty money line bucks winning straight up. So, just I know. Saying. I know. Just saying. Sure seems like a contrarian night. All right, from the hardwood to the diamond, baseball Hassan, handsome Hassan can join in on these two too because he is the bright mind of baseball. Uh, so two minutes old, Pete Alonso plus seven fifty for home run leader. I believe this is a contract year for him uh, with the New mm-hmm. York Mets. So, big year. He's going to need a big year if he wants the big moolah. So, I ask you guys, two-minute drill. Peter Alonzo, plus 750 for the home run leader. J-Rod, you laid out a good case for this earlier, so I'll let you lead off here because I got a contrarian play. I'll take it. I'll take I mean, first of all, plus 750. I, you know, guy hit 53 home runs in 2019 when he, went, when he led the majors in home runs. 46 last year. In a walk year, he got $20 million in arbitration, but the Mets don't seem to be interested in talking about. And he's going to give 1000 bucks for every home run he hits to animal shelter. So there's your narrative right there. So hopefully he's given at least 50K to animal shelters across the country. Every dinger he hits. Uh, I like it. I'll take 750. I don't think he'll get it. Uh, I think my, my, my horse in this is Jordan Alvarez, but I would definitely, I am interested at those numbers plus 750. I mean, you got Judge, you got Olsen, who led the majors last year, Schwarber all ahead, you know, and Pete, you know, ahead of Alonzo. I'll take the 750, but I love Jordan more at 14 to 1. Yeah, I, I like Alonzo. The good guy narrative is a good one in a contract year like you bring up, J-Rod. I'll go a little farther down the board and find some value. He's going to get to focus on hitting 100% of the time. He doesn't have to worry about throwing. Yeah, there's some rehab stuff that has to go on with his arm. But Shohei, 11-1. to 1. Shohei could go off for 40. And if you get an Aaron Judge injury year, right? Maybe he doesn't get there. I think 40 to 44 is going to be the number. I could see Shohei getting there. And for a real long shot flyer, Tatis with a chance to maybe bounce back this Mm -hmm. year. The Padres maybe getting some things together in a way. 20 to 1? I don't hate that one either, Jake. Yeah, I I would go the no on Alonzo. Uh, He's durable and he's always there, but between Otani and the other guys, I'm going to stick with my 200 with Tristan Cassis, though. Wow. Just remember, home runs go to die at Dodger Stadium. Home runs go to die in April and September at Dodger Stadium. Tough to hit a ball out of here. The marine layer, they call it, I think. Um, I've just heard that term used so many times that I'm now repeating it to sound smart to someone who grew up in L.A. It's Friday. We're going to wrap up the show next with Lightning Bets on BetQL Daily. At least in the Eastern time zone, it's just about Friday afternoon. You're minutes away from Friday afternoon, which means you're minutes away from your boss probably leaving the office and not paying attention to whatever the hell you're going to do with your Friday afternoon. So get ready to blow the doors off this place and head on out and get your weekend started. 
I know. I, I set you up for a second there, J-Rod. I wanted to you see how you scared me. I live in Miami, remember. Whoa. <laughs> Sorry. Hey, real quick. Um, it, Joe and Aaron will be back on Monday. Uh, I'll be in here with them on BetQL Daily. It's been a joy, my friend. It always is. Thank you for uh, joining and, and having fun with us over the last couple weeks here on BetQL Daily while everybody else flew the coop. Uh, same to Mario, who held it down in the absence of uh, executive producer Paul Aspen, who, I don't know, went to a foreign country and spoke different languages that none of us, the rest of us can probably speak because that's the kind of thing Paul does. Um, and everybody will be back. The gang all back together again on Monday morning. But wanted to thank both you guys uh, for filling in and doing a wonderful job as always here on BetQL Daily. Much appreciated. If you missed anything, any of the hijinks and shenanigans today or at all, you know, you can get it as a podcast wherever you get your podcast. And of course, inside your Odyssey app, A-U-D-A-C-Y. Go subscribe to BetQL Daily now and continue to hang out with the BetQL network all afternoon and all weekend long on twitch.tv slash betql and on youtube search odyssey sports and that includes how about this tomorrow six eastern the better angle with kate and cam uh kate constable and cameron smith going to be joined by four-time super bowl champ steve spagnolo tomorrow on the better yeah. angle so we got big time super bowl champs like people with a handful of super bowl rings showing up on the betql network this weekend be sure to listen anywhere on the go with your Odyssey app. That should be good stuff. Can't wait to hear it here on the BetQL Network this weekend. All right. Lightning bets time. J-Rod, would you like to get us started, my friend? Absolutely. Yeah. Listen, um, I think it's been a, an interesting week for hockey for me. I've been doing a lot of hockey bets mm-hmm. the last couple of weeks. But tonight, I'm going to lay off the ice. Uh, I, I think uh, I'm going to go go more with what got me here is that some hoops and, and we've been talking about the Bucks visiting Minnesota. Listen, the reason why they brought in Doc was to settle this team down and to bring some more defense. And of course, they, you know, they're three and seven, but I think it's a winnable spot tonight. But I love the first half money line taking the Bucks plus 135. I think they're going to come out hard punched Minnesota in the mouth, not fit, you know, I don't have a lead yet. I know it's four and a half. Bucks are getting four and a half on the road. Um, not quite there yet. I This sets up like a classic Buck, uh, Doc game where they do well in the first half and then poop the bed later. So I'll take the Bucks first half money line at plus 135. Spurs and Lakers out at crypto tonight. Both teams played last night. Both teams were on the road, and both teams lost. We think LeBron's going to play. I like the Spurs getting nine and a half on the road i think the lakers win but i'll take the spurs plus nine and a half you know these are the games that pop can get up for and i like lebron over seven and a half assists if he plays uh he's got that ankle problem i don't know how much he'll be shooting but i think he will be distributing because of that ankle so over seven and a half assists for the king and a little futures bet jordan alvarez of the astros to lead the majors in home runs in 2024 at 14 to 1. I like that. Uh, the home run market, definitely something I'm going to dive in on a little bit more maybe this afternoon and over the weekend because that Alvarez one got me thinking as we were talking about uh, Pete Alonso earlier as well during the two-minute drill. Um, I mentioned earlier, watching the first games post-All-Star break, I'm going to have some wild overreactions. But I'd like to think they're based at least in part on the belief I gathered 
on some observations leading up to the All-Star break. And where do I start with that? I start with the sixth man of the year that we talked about a couple times over the last few weeks, J-Rod. And I'm going to put a flyer on Norman Powell. I actually put it in last night. Eight to one. Um, He had another quality night for the Clippers last night. And that was despite uh, the big three for the Clips being in the game the majority of the evening until things got away late in the last three or four minutes. I think Powell nearly hit 20. He had at least 18 when I saw. He had another quality night, Norman Powell. So eight to one, Norman Powell for sixth man of the year. I will have already, I should say, put a little sprinkle on that. Another NBA future. This is a... They're the Warriors, man. And they looked really good last night. And they've looked really good coming into the All-Star break. Steph had 25 in the first half against the Lakers. There are some good young up-and-coming teams in the Western Conference. There are still the Nuggets. There are still other veteran-laden rosters in Phoenix and L.A. with the Lakers and the Clippers. But a flyer, a sprinkle, as it were, on the Warriors at 25-1 to to win the Western Conference. Just for giggles. Why not? Let's do it. Um, And let's see if we get one more good run out of the boys. Uh, And then I did it last night. Again, a stupid bet, but I thought to myself, like I said earlier to start the show, what if the Knicks get totally healthy? I know we got our questions about Julius Randle now. Maybe it's shoulder surgery, but Brunson looks like a stone-cold killer right now. What if Luka and Kyrie... Just keep doing Luka and Kyrie things. The playoffs are nuts. You never know what could happen, especially with injuries, like I said. So at 110 to 1, I put just a little baby sprinkle on a Knicks-Mavs NBA Finals matchup. You guys can save that for freezing cold takes when we get to June and everybody laugh at me. But in the off chance it hits, I'll be laughing all the way to the bank. All right, as for tonight's plays in the NBA. Uh, Raptors, ooh, last night, yeah. Do we have to talk about that? Let's not, okay? Mm. Bounce back Mm. spot for Toronto, getting seven and a half on the road against the Hawks, Atlanta, and NBA worst 17 and 38 against the spread. Give me the Raps and seven and a half. And we mentioned Bucks, T-Wolves. I like, I'm going to tail, I'm going to piggyback off of J-Rod's first half uh, money line on Milwaukee, and then I'm also going to take the four and a half. Uh, I think it's a tight game down the stretch, and we get more immature T-Wolves coming out of the All-Star break, which Finchie will love to complain about in the post-game press conference. Uh, one hockey play, Jets, Blackhawks under five and a half. Chicago has scored more than three in regulation just once in the new year. It was way back on January 7th, um, so Winnipeg will limit them. Jets, Blackhawks under five and a half on the ice. And then tomorrow... I want to see what the number is, but I'm leaning very heavily towards Wake and the points against Duke. If it's anything less than three, I might hit pause on that. But give me three. Um, If not coincidentally, because Wake, one of the best three-point shooting teams in the country, and Duke gives up a ton of threes. So, Wake plus the points against Duke. Um, Yeah, I think I filled out the card sufficiently. Jake, college baseball this weekend? Yeah, we'll start. Uh, we'll start with one NBA play. I I do agree with Mario about the Anthony Edwards angle. So I'm going to sprinkle a little bit on triple double for Anthony Edwards, seventy five to one. Because why not? At that price, might as well take a little a little pass at it. Uh, as far as college baseball goes, ton of really good games this weekend. Uh, I'm going to start with East Carolina versus North Carolina. The lines moved a lot. It was a pick 'em. 
ECU's now out to about minus 130. I still like it there. I would lay the juice. You're back in one of the best starting pitchers in the nation and Trey Savage. And UNC's going with a freshman named Folger. What are we doing here? So I'll take ECU on the money line there. I'll lay the juice. And then a couple games that are pickums later today. Uh, I'll start Iowa against Auburn. I love this spot for Auburn uh, for Iowa, excuse me. They're starting Brody Brecht, who's a two-sport athlete, plays for the football team too, is now focusing solely on baseball, and he was really good last year doing both. Now he's just doing baseball. He had an awesome first start. I like the spot. Auburn, their starting pitcher, had an okay start but against a very middling team last year. So I'll take the Hawkeyes as a pick on the money line. And the biggest game of the night, possibly of the weekend, is Oregon State against Arkansas a top five matchup? That's a pick 'em right now. I'm just backing Oregon State. They have not lost yet. They've looked awesome. All of their pitchers look great. Their lineup is unbelievable. Travis Bizana, who might be the number one pick in the draft, just rakes. And Arkansas has not gotten off to a great start. They lost to JMU last weekend. They're looking for a bounce back, but I don't think it's going to happen tonight against Oregon State. So I'll take Oregon State on the money line as well. Baseball, Jake. Mario, what do you got? The words over 27 and a half points. I like that a lot. Uh, Dame's going to have a tough night, man. He's going to get haunted uh, every time on defense. So I think it's going to be a tough one for him. Also, Pelicans on their back to back tonight, and they have the Heat. Did anyone remember how the Heat ended? Uh, the I'm sorry, going into All Star break. Great win against Sixers. Yeah. Dominant win against the Bucks, And they didn't have Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler's back in this one. Plus three and a half. Sure, I'll take it. I'll take that and take that on a date, too. Uh, this next one's disgusting. I'm closing my eyes and taking it. And i you know, mad that I am doing it. But Hornets plus 12 and a half. So since the trades they've made, Hornets have a 104.6 defensive rating. And I have a 4-0 record. And they've been playing really, really well. And the uh, Warriors are insanely old, who are also on a back-to-back. I'll take the young team. I think they can cover the 12 and a half. I, do they win? I absolutely do not think so. But I think they can cover the 12 and a half. And then a uh, just for funds ease, as Jake Hassan would say, a uh, large sprinkle bet. Uh, Scotty Barnes, most improved player of the year, 8-1. to one. What if he takes the huge shove with OG and Pat, uh, Pascal Siakam both being gone? He had a triple-double a couple games back. He's been playing really, really well. Hell of a defender. Combine all that, plus a couple more big games. Maybe he can get it. Maybe he can't. But 80-1, to one, why not? And I really like the guy. I think he's a helpful player. And I really like the guy. That's yeah. that's always the, the cherry on top. I really like the guy. Good call, Mario. Class a nice act. guy. Hey, uh, thanks again to everybody. It's been a fun week here, fun couple of weeks on BetQL Daily. But as I mentioned, Joe and Aaron will be back with their brand of shenanigans and hijinks on Monday. And Paul Aspen, executive producer, back as well. But again, thanks to J-Rod for sitting in for the last couple of weeks. Thanks to Mario for holding it down with everything else he's got going on while doing back squats and dress pants. Um, <laughs> content, baby. And we appreciate it. Yeah. Five sets. Hey, can you give me a, can you give me a spot here? My bow tie's getting in the way. Um, absolutely. I, I am all for back squats in a three-piece suit. If I don't hear about that on Bet for the Cycle tomorrow, Mario, I'm, I'm coming after you. And I'm tagging Decker and Rob. Yeah, just call Uh, in. Thanks again to everybody for joining. Yeah, that's true. Why not? Uh, Keep it here on BetQL. We got you locked in all weekend long. For Gertz on the video, for Jake on the board, for Mario, for J-Rod, I'm Chris Mack. This has been BetQL Daily.
You've been listening to BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM. If you missed any of the show, listen back anytime on the new and improved Odyssey app.